That's good. That's good. You ought to look in and we try to get the information out there. The parking lot would be a ice rink, and it is, because of the way it was treated. We don't need to get into all of that. But we will be back in here next Sunday. And all of you listening, we will be back in here next Sunday. Snow didn't stop it, it was the ice. And it's probably a good thing because a lot of you probably went out and uh, had a good time on New Year's Eve and may caught something that we didn't want to bring up in here. So we all good, we'll do it and have a good time. We're talking about relationships. God wants to have a relationship with us and he uses everything he can, words to help us to understand that he wants a relationship with us. And uh, you heard uh, Isaac was talking about uh, love. God wants to express his love for us. And, uh, he, and we, there's sometimes you need to, you probably told people, just be who you are. But one of the problems that we have in Christianity is we're not letting God be who he is. God is a God of love, but his love is the ultimate love. He, he, I, mean, he, I mean, his love is, is greater than any love that you could ever want, but he wants to express that love. But to, for, you have to submit to him, and when you submit to him, he gives you the love that he wants you to have. And he uses words like shepherd, he uses words like father, uh, he uses words like, even there's mother in some of those things, but he uses words, he uses words like friend. And he uses these words because he wants us to understand that he loves us and he wants a relationship with us. Now, when you give him that kind of power and, and give, turn your life over to him and you give him the power to take over as your shepherd, your father or your friend, you become unstoppable at the things that he would want you to do because he would make sure that you get there. And so I had to learn that because part of me wanted, you, you kind of half-heartedly, you love, but you love. But the, the, the love that God wants is an intimacy with him that connects him with everything you got. And he's different than us. He loves us, he'll give us everything he has. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so that's why that scripture, Satan comes to kill and to steal and destroy, but God, okay, he comes to give us life and life more abundant because God wants a relationship with us in a way that he wants to give us everything he has. He, I mean, he wants to give us everything he has. He wants to give us life and life abundant. When you love somebody, you want that somebody to have everything you can possibly give them. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. You want them to have everything. Yeah. And so he loves us enough that uh, 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 one of my things is that I like, and uh, I'm gonna do a lot of this for myself. He says, I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for his sheep. Mm -hmm. He's telling us, I'm not just a shepherd, I'm the good shepherd, and I'll lay down my life for my sheep. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, we look at that 23rd Psalms, which I'll be talking about here, I think, briefly. We look at that, and we don't get the whole thing about what he's saying. 
in the time of Jesus, he, a shepherd was one of the most important type peoples that there was because they took care of the flock. And uh, uh, you know, you even remember back in the day, and Jesus probably read it himself, back in the day when David, when David uh, went to war, uh, he, the reason he was not afraid, remember that, he says, uh, a bear came after the sheep, and he says, I, he killed the bear. A lion came after, he killed the lion because he was the shepherd over that flock. And because he was the shepherd over that flock, then he took total responsibility of the life of the sheep. Are you with me? So he took total responsibility of the life. Since one thing that's missing now in us is in, in us is not allowing God to take total responsibility of us as his sheep. Does that make sense? And he used sheep because that was the time for sheep. But I have found out in my life that, uh, I mean, there's no greater scripture. I mean, that's a powerful scripture where he says that he had laid down his life for his, that's me. You I mean, you know, you gotta take it personal. Yeah. He's saying that I'd laid down my life, I'd sacrifice my life for my sheep. That's all of us that are Christians. I'm gonna give everything that I have, my very life, my sheep. And that was Jesus talking. And so maybe Jesus may have read that from the, the 23rd Psalms. He might have read that and says, huh, I'm going to use that because the people around me have read it and I want to explain to them I'm that guy. I'm that guy. And so as we look, and the message says it a little different. He says, the good shepherd puts his sheep before himself. That is an intimacy and a love that is unbelievable, that he has put, he says, I'm going to put you before I put myself, sacrificing himself, if necessary, for your life. That's what he's saying, sacrificing himself for our lives. You can't get, you can't get a deeper love than someone to sacrifice their life for someone else. But he's saying that. He's saying, I'm a good shepherd. Not just a shepherd, but a good shepherd. I put the sheep before himself. That's what he's saying. That, that is, I mean, wow. And he says, I'll even die if it's necessary. And it was necessary. And he did give his life yes, yes, yes. because it was necessary for us. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, I, that, that ought to keep you warm on a cold day. Yes. That ought to keep you warm on a cold day. We need to get back to uh, some of the old uh, gospel teaching. The old gospel teaching and get this thing right. This thing's going haywire. We have put so many things in front of God and that's why it's falling apart. Because there's nothing, no one that you can put in the place that they would say to you, I love you enough, I'll die for you. I'll second. And dying is easy, but sacrificing is tough, you see? But he does. He sacrificed his life for you. You need to think about that. You can go ahead and read where I was at. Amen. And continuing in verse 12 says, but the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd. So he's saying that the, the, the person who works work for anything other than the purpose of love is not. It's like a worker. We'll call me that. If I'm working or preaching for, uh, for, the, for the wages or anything other than the love of God, I'm not worth it. That's, that's not a good shepherd. Mm -hmm. yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. 
That's not a good shepherd, you see? Because then you, when, if you do that, listen to me, if you do that, then you depending on how much they give is how much they get. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. And you don't even want that really in your, in your relationships. How much I give is what I get. All right? Let's see what he says, some more on that. And that worker, he has no heart for the sheep. He has no what? Heart. He doesn't have any heart for the sheep because he's doing it as a job. That's like people who are in a relationship or married, you, you married folks in here, uh, and listen to me, you do it, there's, there's some folks feel, men especially, feel that because they are going to work and coming home with, with a paycheck, that's all they need to do. Yeah, there's a song years ago, Money can't buy new love. I think the Beatles or something like that. You see, money can't be money's not. No, you can give me all the money, but I don't need money. I need love. People got money. I need love. Okay, go ahead. Because he has no heart, he will run away and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming. When that person gets in danger, he's going to abandon. You see, but God will not a people to do that. They'll tell you they love you, and as long as everything's going all right, they all right. But when things get a little tough and, and, and the wolf comes, huh? the wolf comes to kill, to steal, and destroy their relationship, their money, their health, they will abandon you. Because I guess, I've never done sheep, but I guess there's sometimes that uh, when the wolf would come after the sheep, some of the sheep would run and, 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 and get caught into situations and circumstances that, G, that the shepherd had to pull him out of. But he didn't abandon him. God won't abandon you, people. God will not abandon you. When Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, God won't abandon you. you. That's why Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. When Jesus comes and says, I come to give you life and life more abundant, uh, he's the good shepherd, then not only is he going to give you that is the good shepherd. He's going to protect you with what that he's given you. Yeah, amen. Does that make sense? Amen. All right. So then he tells us in verse 14, I alone am the good shepherd. And he's saying, I alone, I alone am the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. and, and this is very important what she's getting ready to read. And I know those whose hearts are mine. Uh -huh. For they recognize me. So he says in your heart, says he doesn't. He knows those who recognize him because of what's in their heart. Amen. You know, there are a lot of church goers that don't have Christ in their heart. You see, he wants your heart. You love from your heart. He wants your heart. You need, we have to ask ourselves, uh, uh, the Bible tells us, that's what it says, guard your heart. It tells us to guard your heart. And see, guarding your heart, I, uh, the, the best place to guard your heart, the first thing you got to do is watch out who's in your ear. Because what comes through here is eventually going to get in the heart. And so you got to guard your heart. You got to do this. You guard your heart. Start with your ear. Guard your ear. Don't even let that stuff down get in your heart. Because that belongs to him. He wants that. He wants you to love him. He doesn't want a mind deep religion. He wants a heart. He wants your heart. That's where your love's at. All right? So again, for they recognize me and know me. So you, they recognize me and know me. That's powerful. That's very powerful. They recognize me and know me. That's very good. Keep reading, please. Just as my father knows my heart, 
and I know my Father's heart. He's talking about, this is Jesus talking here. He said, just like my Father knows my heart. Yes, and I know my Father's heart. If you remember when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, because he loved his Father, he says, not my will, but thy will be done. He went to Calvary for the love of his Father, being obedient to his Father. Yes, he loved his Father enough that he was obedient to his father. He took that obedience to, of that love for his father to sacrifice for us. Yes. Yeah. That love didn't start with us. It started with loving his father. And in love with his father, being obedient to his father, that tingled down to loving us. Okay? Then he says, I am ready to give my life for the sheep. I mean, look at what's more powerful than that. This is, we starting a, a new year. We understand God says, I'm ready to give my life for my sheep. He said, I'm ready to give my life. And he done it. He done it. He gave his life for his sheep. If all of you all are looking at me and you ought to sit in here. You say you're Christians. If you're a Christian, you ought to understand that Jesus Christ gave his life for you. Yes. He done it for you. He didn't do it for him. He gave his life for his sheep. God gave him the responsibility of us. And he gave his life, his very life for us because we're sheep. All right? And in verse 16, and I have other sheep that I will gather, which are not of this Jewish flock. And I love this version part because it lets us know that Jew, the Jews are the chosen people. We know that. But Jesus clearly lets us know, yes, the Jewish people are the chosen people. But he says, I have some sheep of another flock, meaning us. Mm-hmm. Meaning us. Amen. So I got some sheep of another fold. You see, he welcomed us. He welcomed us into his, into his family, yeah. into yeah. his fold, into the flock, yeah. you see, even though we weren't Jewish. Right. Yeah, we're called Gentiles in the Bible. He welcomed us. Yeah. What a beautiful thing that is Amen. to be, and, and see, a lot of people don't get that. One of the most powerful things when it's really the right family is when they adopt a child. That child has been chosen. Mm-hmm. That child has been chosen. You see, some of us, you know, all of us came out of, you know, we didn't get to choose the family. Um, I guess most of us didn't choose the family we came out of. But well, when you adopted, uh, and Jesus is saying, yes, I'm Jewish, and, and I, I'm a race of Jewish people. Yes, Abraham and his people. Yes, those are the chosen people. But I'm bringing in another group of people who hear my voice who are not Jewish. Yeah. Ain't we glad about that? Yes, amen. And I, their shepherd, must lead them too. And he said, look at this, that's exciting. And he says, I, their shepherd, I must lead them too. He's talking about us. Mm -hmm. He wants to lead us. And we'll get in. When when God leads you, he will not, it will be the spirit of the Holy Spirit he uses to lead us. He won't lead us into anything that's going to cause us any danger because he protects his sheep. You see, there's no one listening to me, looking at me, or hearing me that's ever been led wrong by God. Your, your own emotions, maybe. 
your own appetites and desires, but never by God. He's never led you in a place where it wasn't healthy. All right? And they will follow me and listen to my voice, and I will join them all into one flock with one shepherd. And so he's bringing us all together. That's the thing that, that we're missing now. In churches and religions, as our brother prayed for, the, the Bible is not supposed to separate us. It's supposed to bring us together. You see, I've always said religion is man's way to reach God. God's way for man to reach him is faith. Faith and love. You see, we, and without it, we got some problems. We got some serious problems going on in religions. We need to toss that out the window. God's thing is love. Faith, 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 faith in God. You can't have faith in God and not love your neighbor. It's impossible, all right? And, and a shepherd, a lot of people don't get that word shepherd. I mean, the word shepherd is a person that, uh, who attends, mm -hmm. you know, takes care of, yes. guides, mm -hmm. guards, mm -hmm. directs yes. in a particular direction. Mm -hmm. You see? And then if we, and we got some more out of there. It says to coach to counsel, to lead, to mentor, to watch, to protect their people. That's what a pastor is supposed to do when he gives his lessons. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and we need to know that. You see, you all, let's even take it a little easier and bring it into your home. If you are the head of your house and uh, you are, because we do everything we're supposed to do is to mimic Christ. I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me because when, when we become a family, there's a responsibility as the word husband and father and wife and mother, then you become the shepherd of your home because you mimic in Christ. Isn't that right? So your relationship with your family, your Christians, you ought to be the one because you get educated, which you get. That's why you go to church. That's why you need church. That's why you need to to read your Bible. That's why you need the preacher. The Bible even tells you that you need to be a preacher. The Bible tells us to don't forget to attend with one, not, not one another. And so to be that because the Bible strengthens us as husbands and, and fathers, as mothers and wives and mothers, to, to help guide the children, tend to the children, guide the children, guard them, protect them from, from, from certain things that's going on in this situation to coach them, to counsel them, to lead them, to minister them, to watch for them, to protect them. Mm -hmm. You see? That's right, that's called Christ-like. Yeah. All right? And so what, what we, once we understand what the shepherd is, once we understand what the shepherd is, then we don't need, I mean, now don't take us literally. A lot of times when we do funerals, they say, let's do the 23rd Psalms, a little late for it. But we, we do the 23rd Psalms, you see. Brother, uh, it's a little late for that brother or sister. Yeah, we, we do the 23rd Psalms. No, we need to live the 23rd Psalms. We, yeah, we live the 23rd Psalms, and, and I would hope that uh, whoever would uh, do uh, uh, my eulogy uh, would be able to understand, excuse me, that I live that. 
and to live in that, meaning that there came a point in my life when I submitted my life over to Christ so he could shepherd me. And, and once he shepherds me, wait a minute, I'm gonna tell you something. He, unless he shepherds you, you can't be the things that the Bible wants you to be. It's impossible. It is totally impossible. I'm gonna have you to read that again in a minute. It's totally impossible for you to be who God created you to be when you're born again as a new creature in Christ. You become a new creation when you are born again, okay? Without that, it is impossible for you to live up to the standard that Christ would have you to live. See, people don't want to hear that. Salvation is free, but you got to do the work after you get saved. There's things you got to do. There's a life that you have to live. Yes, there's a responsibility that goes on with these titles. We don't do a lot of that in church. That's why we don't have a lot of these boards in churches because once you get boards, people get too caught up into the title of the board instead of what they're supposed to be doing as a Christian. If the church is where it's supposed to be and the people are under the influence of Christ and under the shepherding of Christ, which would be the Holy Spirit now, we wouldn't have any division in the church. So if there's division in the church, they're not allowing the Holy Spirit to shepherd them. That's what Jesus left the Holy Spirit to take over what he left. The Holy Spirit to shepherd, they're going on their impulse. And when you go on your own impulse and your own desires, you're going to have division. Right. Period. Amen. All right? But there is no division in Christ. Now listen to me. This upsets you sometimes when you talk like this. If there's no division in Christ uh, and everybody is shepherded by Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit, then there ought not to be any divisions in the household. That's right. right? Because each person will take that title that they took on and they will allow the Holy Spirit to shepherd them. And, uh, and when they allow the Holy Spirit to shepherd them as a husband, uh, I'll just say husband because it's easy for me to say that, as a husband, then the Holy Spirit will give them the power to be all of these things that shepherding needs. Read that again so we'll make sure that we got that in this lesson today. Yes, someone who tends, guides, guards, or directs in a particular direction. And that, that is someone who, who has to have the Holy Spirit to get it right. The Holy Spirit will give you what you need to do to be that. Mm -hmm. to, to coach, to counsel, to lead, to mentor, to protect their family. That's right. All right? And a lot of times protecting their family is from all these adverse forces, you see? I mean, I'm hearing too much about children. These kids today, well, no, you raising them. Right. <laughs> you the one raising them, they ain't got nothing about today. You raise your kids according to, if you shepherd them, then you need to protect them for what they plan on dealing with whatever that stuff is. I don't know enough about it. I still have a flip phone. But you're supposed to protect them from all of these electronics and things. They can have them. They're great. Some, uh, we're glad for them. That's why you ought to listen to me now. Yeah, but you protect them to what they can listen to, what they can deal with. You protect them and guide them and guard them. You know? Is that right? It, we don't, they don't grow, they grow up, grow up in your house. Ain't no grown folks in there that you're supposed to be over. You see? You see? They're called kids. All right, here we go. So this is one, we're going to do this 
next time you read this, I hope it, it touches you in a different way. And that is the 23rd Psalms. That's what I'm ready for? That's right. All right. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There you go. Mm -hmm. We could stop right now and walk them out of here. <laughs> yeah. If the Lord, well, well where, where, where did that, Jesus may have read that. He says, I'm going to give you life and life more abundant. So what he's saying here, the, the writer's saying here, they say David's saying here, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, sheep shouldn't want anything, okay, if they have a shepherd that has everything. Isn't that right? And so that, that's what, it, it starts out with that. And, and then we go, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I'll always have more than, more than enough. That's from the uh, message, a passage from the passion. passion. So this is where I'm talking about. We need to quit living lower than Christ would have us live. Amen. You see, now, there's, there's no needs for Christian people. There's no needs for Christian. Now, you might have some wants, but some of your wants might destroy you. You see, some of your wants might destroy you. And, a, and, a, and wait a minute, and a good friend would never just give a friend something that will destroy that friend. Right? Amen. Well, you know a shepherd wouldn't. We just got to read what a shepherd is. That's right. You see? And, 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 and here's how it is. A good shepherd will always make sure that the sheep are in the right place spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. Yeah. Right? And if we look at it, some of us can look at it today. Now we'll put it on a different type, uh, in a different place. Many of us are struggling in our lives because we weren't shepherd. Listen to where I'm coming from. When we were younger, if we would have been shepherd and parents would have brought us to church and, and parents would have had devotion with us and meditated with us, we would have been a whole lot further on in our lives. Does that make sense? All right. So again, the Lord is my best friend. And, and when we see that, and we sing that song, and I love it, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus. We love that. But the power of that is more powerful than what we call a friend. Jesus is talking about a whole different, he's a whole different level of friend. But he wanted us to be comfortable enough because he understood when he talked that, uh, and the word gives, uh, teaches us that what a friend is, mm -hmm. a real friend. Yeah. What is a real friend? Uh, okay. And he tells us in John 15 and 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. So, see, we know the master's business. Mm -hmm. He said, you're not, I'm, he says, I'm not going to call you servants, okay, mm -hmm. because Sometimes people tell me, uh, and you hear it all the time, is I, I just want to serve the Lord. What does that mean? The Lord don't need you to serve him nothing. You need to worship him and praise him and serve the people. That's what we're here for. You see, when, when the, uh, we have some people in this church that, you know, the, you know, the, the grass never needs cut. Does it? Yeah, it does, because we have some people who serve, and they do that. You know that? The, vac the floors never need vacuum. 
Yeah, it does. We have some people who ain't, they, they, they worship and praise God. They serve the, the sanctuary. Are you with me? And other things in here, those people walking back, they're working back there now. They, they, are, they are serving the people. Serving the people. Worship him, praise him, serve the people. Are you with me? You see, God doesn't need for you to give him anything, but worship and praise. And if you truly worship and praise him, listen to me, you, when you truly worship and praise him and do things for others, now you're serving him. Because you're assisting him huh, and taking care of the sheep. That's why we didn't have church this morning. You know, it's, we don't want anybody falling out there. We've had three falls already in here. You see? You see what I'm talking about? Okay. Do I make it clear? All right. So again, I no longer call you servants. Instead, I have called you friends. He says, now this is in the red. Jesus says, I'm calling you friends. He wants a relationship with us. He uses, the Bible uses words that we should be able to identify with. You see, and some people don't get it. They don't get it because uh, I, these people, I ain't got any friends, I don't trust anybody. Whoa. No, you ain't got any friends because you ain't friendly. Yeah, you see, but you can't be a child of God and not have friends. That's insane. You understand what I'm talking about? He uses that and he's, he's really challenging us to let us know what a friend should be because if we're gonna walk as he walks, then we need to get the understanding of what a true friend is, mm -hmm. what a true shepherd is, mm -hmm. uh, and put it in our lives because in our lives and areas, we need to function sometimes as a shepherd and sometimes we need to function as a friend. Yes. Is that right? Amen. All right. And in the Passion, he says, I call you my most intimate and cherished friends. He cherishes us. He cherishes us. Once you get that, you will love yourself. You see, people are looking. You don't have to look for love outside of that. God says, I cherish you. Now listen, if he cherishes you, he's going to give you everything you need. So don't look for anything outside what the shepherd would have you have. Because the shepherd knows his sheep. Cherish the shepherd. And wherever you at, mm -hmm. you say, okay, this is where I need to be. Mm -hmm. Until the shepherd takes me further yes. and leads me further. Sometimes lead me out of this. Yes. All right? For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Now, now that's powerful. Jesus Christ of Nazareth saying everything that I learned from my father, he said, I'm giving that information to you. That's powerful. You see? And then he blesses people, to, as such as myself, to be able to take that same message that Jesus got from the Father, at right, and give it to you. What a blessing. What a blessing. All right? Am I doing all right? Yes. All right. And back to Psalms in verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And so he's telling us, he leads us in green path, plenty of grazing. Remember this grazing in the grass? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. 
still waters, there's nothing like it, thank you. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like a sheep. I love being, uh, uh, I love outside. And the grass is green and, and the water is, he said still waters. Yeah. Not troubled waters, still waters. Right? He doesn't leave you in the, in the troubled waters. He said, no, 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 still waters. Oh, yes. He restores my soul. Thank God. What, what has been lost and what has been taken out of my soul, he's, he rest, what's been broken, he restores my soul. He leads me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. He does that. He does that for me, for his name's sake. Because he said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. God can, there's two things God can't do. I've taught you all that is lie and fail. You see, if he can't lie and fail and he's shepherding you, you can't fail. Because God won't lead you into an area where you fail. Okay? And a lot of times when people mess up their life and they do something and it's their responsibility and they say, well, the Lord must have wanted me to learn something. No, he didn't. You were outside of his guidance like a wild uh, goat or something, yeah. and he had to pay price for it. Because right. he won't lead you into that. No, you see? Mm -hmm. All right? Here we go. And the Passion also says that he restores and revives my life. And sometimes, I don't know about you all, sometimes you need to be restored and revived. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need to pray, Lord, I just need to be revived and restore my life and just talk to him about it. Read that and know that he'll do that for you. Yeah, he will. He'll do that for you. You see, whatever's been lost, he can give it back. Yes, he will. He'll, and and whatever, when you just feel like he'll revive it. Because there's going to be some times when it's going to take the wind out of you. You see, I don't know if any of you have had the wind knocked out of you. But if you played sports, enough of them, you've had it once or twice, and it feels like you can't breathe. Yeah. But then it comes back. He'll do that. When you've had the wind of life, yes, knocking the wind out of you, he'll restore it and give it back to you. Yeah. All right? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And there's where you're at. You see? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. That's for a live person. <laughs> ain't for a dead person. Yeah, that's, that's for a live person. Yeah, we be up here. No, 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 no. That dude, no, no, no. No. That's for us. That's for us who, who the doctor says, you only got so much time, but he keeps you here. That's for us. That when death comes to knock on our door, and, and, and it will, why we alive, because we won't go there. We go there not afraid. Period. You see, some of you have never, I don't know if you've ever been in a place where it just feel, you feel like you can't make it. It just takes everything you've got to just make a stand. He'll walk with you. I think years ago there used to be a song, Walk With Me, Lord. Walk with me, Lord. You see? All right. 
For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And, and a rod sometimes, if you ever know when people think of a rod, you know, see the rod for the sheep the shepherd has, he sometimes doesn't use it for the wolf, doesn't need it for the wolf, he needs it to pull that sheep back into the fold. And it can be the rod. If you go to your doctor's office and you look up there, there's a rod thing up there with the two snakes. It could be a rod of health. It could be a rod of wisdom. And my staff, he says, and thy staff comfort me. That's where it's at. You see, that person laying there, no, you need to be comforted. God will comfort you. And sometimes we get... Silly. I know how you feel. People don't hear that. Yeah. Who wants to hear that? And who wants to feel how they feel? You say, no. You just say, I'm praying for you. Yeah. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit comforts you. Yeah. Comfort your spirit. Mm -hmm. You see, we have our next door neighbor could be passing away. And Gwen talked to her husband and uh, she's a battler. She's a sweetheart. She's a battler because had breast cancer and then got, of course, pneumonia her lungs and she may be passing away but Gwen was talking to him and comfort him. You see? That's what God does. Sometimes that rod is a walking rod. It's a person that he's using to comfort you. Somebody know what I'm talking about? Alright, I'm getting right ready to finish here. And verse 4 from The Voice puts it this way. Even in the unending shadows of death's darkness, I am not overcome by fear. He said, no, even in, even the, uh, in the shadow of, of death's darkness, he said, I have no fear because you are with me in those dark moments. Yes. Folks, there are going to be some dark moments. Amen. But he's there. Yes. He'll walk with you. And sometimes you might have to call a friend, up, a good friend that knows what they're talking about, and say, pray for me. And a good friend will pray, God, walk with her. Walk with him. You see? You see? You see, God works through people too. You don't forget that. You are never alone, Christian people. You're sheep with a shepherd that loves you. He just wants you to love him back. He just wants you to listen to him. He just wants you to trust him. He'll walk with you, even through your darkest times. He didn't say there weren't going to be any dark times. He said, I'll just walk with you and comfort with you through those dark times. And thank God for that. All right? You are near with your protection and guidance. I am comforted. He's there protecting me and guiding me. I'm comforted. I need him there. He's, you know, he protects me when something goes wrong that I don't turn to something else. You see, we all, when something goes wrong sometimes, we all look for, to medicate ourselves. He's there to protect me from medicating myself. He's guiding me so I don't go to the right, wrong folk, do the wrong thing. He comforts me even though tears are running out of my eyes. He's promised me that. Yeah, he's near. He's there. Mm -hmm. He's there with every teardrop. Yes, yes. God is there. Yes. Remember that. He loves you. Mm -hmm. He'll protect you. He'll guide you. He'll comfort you. 
He, well, he wouldn't need to protect and guide you and comfort you if you weren't going to go through something. So when, he, when you read that, you say, okay, I see what Pastor's saying. One of these days, I need God's protection, guidance, and comfort. All right. Verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You got it? Thou yeah. Your enemies, you can sit down and eat in front of your enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They ain't got no power. Right. You can sit down and have lunch. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. He anointeth my head with oil. That means the Holy Spirit. My cup runneth over. Sometimes God blesses you so much and he anoints you with so much, it's running over, and that running over can run into other people and help fill their, their life. Amen. You see? Mm-hmm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I need God's mercy and his goodness yeah. every step, every hour, every day of my life. Amen. I look for his goodness. Yeah. In everything, every situation that of life that comes up, I'm going to look for the goodness in it. And, I, and, and I'm looking for God's mercy in it. Mm-hmm. You see, sometimes one of the greatest prayers, you know one of the greatest prayers is, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. One of the greatest prayers, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. All right? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And uh, Where else would you want to be? Mm-hmm. Where else would you want to be? I want to be in his presence forever. All right? Mm-hmm. And lastly, from the passion. So, why would I fear the future? After this message here, mm-hmm. why would you fear huh, the future? Mm-hmm. You see, we're not trying. See, sometimes people do this too much of, I can't wait till tomorrow. No, yeah, you might want to wait till tomorrow. Right. You yeah. see, you see, I'm not afraid of the future. You see. You see, I don't mind getting older, but I, uh, I still want to get old, Trevor. <laughs> but if I live long enough, I'm going to get old. So I can't be afraid of the future. Because I don't know what the future holds. But I know what God holds. Me. Me. And whatever it holds, he'll protect me and guide me and comfort me. until it's time for me to go to the other, other side. Because mm-hmm. that's got to come. All right? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. And, and listen to me. Only goodness and tender love. Mm-hmm. Only goodness and tender love yeah. pursues me all my life. That's what he's come to give us. You heard, that's what Isaac was talking about. Mm-hmm. God gives us goodness and tender love. It's pursuing us. He wants to love us all the days of our life. And then after that, go ahead, read. When my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. And when it's all over, then I'll be with you. That's the lesson. All right. God bless you.